We are in the middle of a series at the moment called Frontline Sundays. And let me just give you a recap if you haven't been here before or just for a reminder if you have or if you've missed a week. And just to remind you that when we talk about Frontline, it's one of our values here at CBC that we talk and think about and pray about our frontline places. And what we mean by our frontline is where we spend our Monday to Saturday life, where we rub up against people who may not share our faith. Where do we spend most of our time with people who we would love to be a positive influence for the good news of Jesus? It's represented in these slides, Christians are the red dots. And uh, that slide on the left there really is that in a gathered way, like on a Sunday. The uh, numbers are proportionally the numbers of Christians in our nation. And we gather together and spend time together and meet together. And then when we're not meeting in this way, we're scattered about on our Monday to Saturday in that slide on the right. And you can see that our connection with grey dots around us is much more significant when we're not gathered together, but when we are scattered. And churches can be so focused on what happens in here, and we don't want that to be our value as a church, that actually we see our Sundays as a strategic thing, an equipping thing. We sometimes call our Sundays the half-time team talk, where you come and are hopefully coached and inspired and encouraged, and then you get back out on the pitch where you spend most of your time, your Monday to Saturday lives, where the real action happens. If we stay gathered, then our impact is dramatically reduced. As we scatter, then you can see our colour starts to rub off on the grey dots around us. And we can make an impact in our frontline places with people that we come into contact with. And we try to communicate this value as often as we can here at CBC, that our frontline is hugely significant to God. The last two weeks, we've looked at wherever we are and whatever we do, the places that we find ourselves and what we do there. How can we serve God? How can we be good disciples in those places? And today we're thinking about whoever we are. Who we see that we are impacts all that we do. When we go into our frontline places, who are we? So we're going to have a look at just two short readings together and unpack those and have some interaction as well as we do that. The first one is a really well-known passage in Matthew 6, which is the Lord's Prayer, page 970. If you did want to follow it, it's here on the screen. This then is how you should pray. This is Jesus teaching his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then a second reading from 1 John chapter 3, page 1226, if you wanted to find it. 1 John chapter 3, and just the first two verses. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 
Now, in different ways, these two uh, short passages talk about who we are, who we are as we go out to love and serve God. We take ourselves into our front lines, who God made us to be. And as a way of thinking about this idea that we take who we are into our frontline places, I want to spend a few moments just identifying what it is that we actually do. What is our frontline and how can who we are impact that? So I'm going to ask Calvin and Chris and Andy to pass around some postcards for everybody. I hope we've got enough. So you need to grab a postcard and a pen. If you've got your own pen... Get it? If you need one, then take one. Let's try and get these out. And once you've got one, I'll explain what we're going to spend a couple of minutes doing with that postcard. Great. So what I want you to do is take the postcard, and on one side it says, who are we? And what I'd like you to do is to write down in the middle of your postcard, what your front line is. Give yourself a job title, if you like. Now, now remember, it's the place where you spend Monday to Saturday, where you spend most of your time with people who don't share your faith. So for some of you, it will actually be your work. You might write down that you are a teacher or an administrator or you work for the NHS in some way. It might be that your front line is unpaid as a volunteer somewhere. It might be your neighbours. It might be um, family that aren't Christians. It might be your children or your grandchildren that you look after. It might be carers or cleaners who come to your home. It might be a sports club or a hobby. So anywhere where you think in the week you spend more time with people who don't share your faith. And then when you've done that, I also want you to jot down what you do as part of that job. So let me just give you mine as an example. Now, I spend a lot of time with Christians because I work here in this church. My front line is not, I spend my Monday to Saturday with a lot of Christians. I said that in a way as if I don't enjoy it, which I do, of course. I love it. I love spending time with you all. But my front line where I spend most time with people who don't share my faith for me is the school gate because I've made some really good friends with mums especially whose kids are in the same class as my kids. So I've written my job, my job description, my front line is the school gate and I've written some things that I do as part of that job. So I want to give you just a couple of minutes to write down your paid work, your unpaid work, whatever it might be that is your frontline place and a couple of things that you do as part of that job. We'll have some music when you've done it. You can show it to your neighbour if you want to. And then I'll call us back together and we'll dig into it a little bit from there. Keep hold of your postcard. We've kind of identified what our frontline is, what our job description is in some ways, where we spend our Monday to Saturday with people who might not share our faith, that we can be an influence for good as we share with them. Hold on to that. So what we're thinking about um, is who we are, who we are as we serve God in these various frontline places. We've thought in previous weeks about the kind of work that we do and how all our work, paid or unpaid, all of it, we should do it for the glory of God. Everything we do is for his glory. But now we're thinking about who we are, who we are, and who we are actually comes before what we do. As we think about the jobs that we've written down, we can think about the fact that we take who we are as children of God into those places. One wonderful thing about the Lord's Prayer that we have read together is that it starts with an assurance about our identity, that our identity as children of God is our primary identity. We say, our Father, 
Before we pray anything else, Jesus says, remember who you are and remember who it is that you're praying to. This prayer is so familiar to us. But as we think about it through the lens of frontline, we can step back and call to mind that as we go into our frontline places, first and foremost, we are daughters and sons of our Heavenly Father. And 1 John chapter 3 that we read, there's a real exclamation about that verse. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Literally, John is saying, behold, what an extraordinary love. And we're not just called his children. That is what we are. And so we take who we are into our frontline places with us. Who we are comes before what we do. And then from that, we take who we are with us. We can't leave ourselves behind when we go to work or share with our neighbours or look after our grandchildren. If our focus in this series is our frontline places, then uh, this prayer and these words from John can take on a new resonance for us because we're not just defined as God's children, but we take the identity with us and it can influence us and influence how we see what we do, how we approach what we do in our frontline place. So for me, as I meet uh, school mum friends, as we chat about our week, as someone shares their struggles, as I offer friendship, as I offer practical support perhaps, as I offer prayer, I take my identity as a child of God with me into those conversations. And the same is true for you, whatever your front line is. As, as Joe dispenses medication in the hospital, as Nay tries to teach rowdy year 11 children English, as Henry serves lunch to a bunch of homeless people who have nothing, they are taking themselves and their identity as children of God into those situations, into those meetings, into those conversations. Whoever we are, however insignificant we might feel, we can make all the difference in the world because we're on our frontline place as a son or daughter of the king, a loved child of God. Last week marked a uh, significant anniversary for me. On the 18th of September, 1994, I was baptised as a believer in the Lord Jesus, which means that last Wednesday, it was 25 years to the day that I was baptised. And... Um, I felt a kind of stirring of emotion about that, actually, when the day came. I remember coming into the office and telling Andy about it. And I, it's really good, isn't it, to, to pause and to mark the faithfulness of God. It's really good to do that and remember his faithfulness to us. That 25 years ago, I stood in front of a crowd of people and I said that I was going to follow Jesus today and with his help for the rest of my days and it's been an up and down journey of faith. It's been filled with incredible joy. And there's been some very dark places. But God has been faithful, absolutely faithful. And I may have said this before, but one of my experiences of my own baptism was that um, as I was baptised, and I was kind of dunked under the water and lifted out of the water, just as we do here in our church, I was prayed for in the water, you know, hands laid on and prayed for to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, and just afterwards, I didn't feel a huge amount of anything particularly. I was really pleased to have done it, and I felt a joy about that, but didn't feel anything in particular. 
And uh, all I can remember is that the next day when I woke up, I felt so different. And the thing that was different for me was that it felt like at last I belonged, that I belonged to God, that I understood what it meant to belong to him, to be a child of God. Very significant for me. And that has stayed with me for 25 years in the joys and the hardships, in the, in the windy journey that faith is, that I belong to him. And I take my identity as his child into my front line. And whatever God has spoken to you in your life in the past, whatever faithfulness he's shown to you, whatever marker points you've got of the faithfulness of God, you take that into your frontline places tomorrow. And no one can take that from you. And it shapes who you are. It shapes your redness as you rub off on the grey dots around you. As an aside, we've actually got a baptism service coming up in an evening here at the, uh, the beginning of November. And if you haven't been baptised, this could be your story. We'd love to hear from you if you're interested in doing that. So who we are comes before what we do. Children of God first, before we get out into our Monday to Saturday, before we do anything at all. We take who we are with us, everything about God's faithfulness, all that he's spoken, and our identity as his children, we take that with us. And then from that, who we are shapes how we pray. Who we are shapes how we pray. Jesus teaching his disciples to pray in this way affirmed their identity as their father's children. And then from there, the Lord's Prayer aligns us with God's purposes in the world. Your kingdom come, he says. Pray that. Pray for God's kingdom to come. We're going to do that, aren't we, a bit later on. Pray for God's kingdom to come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All of that prayer reaffirms an attitude of reliance on Jesus for all that we need, our daily bread, for forgiveness, for power, and for protection. Because I am a child of God, I take that identity with me into my front line, and it helps me to pray in that front line. This prayer that Jesus taught us is basically about regime change. When he first taught it, there was an all-powerful empire, and the Jewish people were working out what does it mean to be the people of God under these difficult conditions. And Jesus came and he declared that the kingdom of God had arrived. It had arrived in him and through him. So we join in with his prayer that filled with his spirit, we pray and we bring regime change wherever we go. What does it mean for God's kingdom to come into your workplace, into your student accommodation, into your family, into the lives of your kids? What does it look like for integrity to reign, for kingdom values, for the way that kingdom things are done, for truth and fairness and kindness, for soft hearts to hear our message and our story? So my front line is uh, the school gate, as I've said, and uh, I've spent quite a number of years building up friendships uh, with um, mums at school, uh, people whose kids know my kids, making the most of play dates and conversations and so on. And actually, I've tried to be really intentional about those friendships um, over the years that my children have been in primary school, not, not seeing these friendships as projects 
I, I don't like that at all, this idea that someone's someone's a project, you know, we've got to work on them. Not at all. Genuine friendships, but the ones that I've actually chosen to invest in in a more intentional way, when it would be very, very easy to be consumed with church life and uh, Christian friends and church activities. So trying to be proactive in making an effort to um, organise get-togethers or join in with social things, not to hurry away from the playground, even though I'm desperate to get home and tidy up or whatever, but to be there and to share and to chat, to be around if people want to talk, if hard things are going on, to be someone who's happy to offer practical help where necessary to friends who might need it. And I've committed to praying in a really intentional way, that actually the friends that I've made, just praying that they would come to know God like I do, that they would know that they can belong to him like I know that I do. Victoria Jones, who works here on the team with us, she and I have got a child in the same class. And we decided that we would be brave and invite some of the friends that we've made and connections that we've got to um, an alpha course. So we invited some school mum friends, um, which is largely my front line. And we invited some Acorns parents, which is largely her front line. Acorns is our parent and toddler group. And she got to know lots of people that way. And we just decided we'd just ask loads of people. And we wouldn't worry what they said. We'd just ask. And we did. And it was amazing to see how many people said yes to that. And I'm convinced that they said yes, because A, we were brave to try. B, we've invested in some friendships over some time, because friendships take time. And C, because we've committed to praying for those friends. We recently finished our third, of, our third Alpha course like this. And it's been amazing. It's been so easy. You know, if we could run it, you could run it. It's inviting some friends into our home for a DVD and some coffee and cake and a, so what did you think of that afterwards? That's all it's been. And it's been such a privilege to see a number of those friends make significant leaps forward in their understanding of faith and some of them commit to Jesus for the first time, to sit with on our sofa, friends of ours, and pray with them as they've found what faith in Jesus means. It's been amazing. Uh, join in with Alpha, the course that's, that's running here on the 8th of October. Maybe you'd like to think about inviting some of your frontline friends to your home or your workplace or a room somewhere. Come and chat to us if you're interested in doing that. I'd love to talk to you. Who we are as children of God shapes how we pray. We've got to know who we are to give us a heart for the people that we're meeting, and our heart to pray for God's kingdom to come and for his regime change to come in our frontline places. Whatever your frontline place is, you've got the permission and the authority to pray the kingdom of God into that place. So grab your postcard again, have a look at your job description, and just think about how you could see this job that you do, this frontline role that you have, how you could see that differently in the light of us being children of God, that you are a child of the King? Does it make a difference to how you see the work that you do, knowing who you are? Can it make a difference to how you pray? And have a look on the other side. This is a thing for you to take away and stick on your fridge or put in your Bible. They're all words that describe who we are, different phrases that capture our identity in Christ. Maybe one or two of those resonate in particular with you that you read those and you are struck that we are ambassadors or holy or a chosen people or daughters, image bearers. 
And in a moment, we're going to use the rest of our time in worship to respond and reflect on that for us. We will worship, and I just encourage you to think about your gratitude, perhaps, for who you are, who God has made us to be. We can express that in our worship, thanking Jesus that we are children of our Heavenly Father, that he's made it possible for us, that our worship can be a thank you for who we are, but also that we would pray and that God would remind us of our identity as we go into our week, that that might shape how we share and pray in our frontline places. So just take a minute, perhaps the band want to come back, but I'm going to give you a minute to look at your postcard, the side that you've written on, what difference does it make knowing you are a child of God as you go into this work, this frontline work this week? And on the other side, are there some phrases in particular that resonate with you that you can turn back to God in worship and prayer as we do that?